guys, uh, you guys ever seen those YouTubers that always start off with their videos where it's like, hey, it's your boy Matt, we're back here yeah. with this, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of want to do that, but not really. We've already started recording, by the way. That's where I'm going to start the podcast <laughs> off is right there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I look like one of those guys right now. You do, you do. You me, you do. So. <laughs> Garrett is currently wearing sunglasses in his apartment uh with a sweet valkyrie hat and not just sunglasses like the sunglasses that you see college fat guys wearing at spring break oh, they were free they were free oh well free sun- free sunglasses are the best sunglasses <laughs> nonetheless yeah they were free nonetheless on top of <laughs> everything else yeah. you, you got you got them as swag from going in and shopping at the buckle didn't you no no they didn't give anything away in that store. yeah that's true yeah oh yeah. buy a $180 pair of jeans that are covered in rhinestones and then to buy the $5 pair of sunglasses it's another 20 bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Lethal Podcast. Uh, we are giving, uh, should, should we call this one uh, Technical Difficulties Part 2 because we're idiots? Because I'm an idiot? I think we, I, I think we might. We'll see. I don't even know that it's that you were an idiot. It just something yeah. screwy happened, and you had no idea. Yeah, something happened. So to the people who listen to and watch the live stream, uh, guess what? This isn't it, and uh, it's <laughs> it's going to be the same topic. But uh, Blaine's here, and he's not drunk. Blaine Ooh. is here, and he's not drunk this time. So uh, it's a it's a good good start. Good start to the podcast. Uh, anyway, today, uh, our main topic is going to be building a budget arrow setup, uh, balling on a budget. And our goal is to kind of just talk about how building a, a very bomb proof bullet setup, uh, very bomb proof budget setup doesn't cost that much more money, if any more money than your typical run of the mill setups. But before we do that, let's talk about what we did in archery this week anyone want to lead it off well fine i guess i'll go uh (laughs) so i this past saturday i finally got to shoot my dart in a little bit uh yeah uh it's fast holy crap um way faster than i mean i i'd venture to say faster than just about any compound i've had and I'm still going to swap out the 60% mods or 65% mods, whatever it is to put on there. So just going to get faster. But my thing you shot trad for a while, because that sounds awful. <laughs> well, 65% mod. Yeah. Oh, dude. When I when I first drew it back, like the first couple shots, like just to like really get settled in, like I was probably sitting there holding it for, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds before I took a shot and and yeah normally normally i'm not like that uh you know at pull in anchor and you know i'm typically squeezing the shot off within i don't know three to five seconds somewhere in between there and yeah i was just really trying to focus that pin and be be steady with it because i was trying to side it in and i was like man this is real easy so <laughs> not saying that shooting a compound is is inherently easy but it was it was easier, and it definitely taught me a lot after shooting a trad bow for a year straight and not picking up a compound. So, um, got in some serious uh, supernovas, serious new carbon arrow manufacturer that uh, we're going to be testing and trying out. And uh, uh, weight tolerances were 
with all they were all within like a grain and a half two grains of each other are pretty pretty good so we're gonna try and build those up and uh to like a 200 or 250 they're 250 spine build those up to 650 grains and uh probably sling a turkey sling it my god man i am on one today sling one at a turkey jeez it's been a long you've been drinking it's been a long week and it's only tuesday dude it's been rough anyway Same. so yeah i'm gonna build those up sling them at a turkey here in a couple weeks i hope and uh yeah that's uh so i'll be i'll probably be building those probably thursday or so so mm-hmm. yeah be happy to report back on what's going to happen with those but yeah what about I actually did do something in archery this week i don't believe as it. opposed to normal Mm-mm. uh i went to the bow shop and i bought some lighted knocks oh what'd you go uh, with i got some clean shots they um they sold them to me for 10 bucks a pack so yeah i'd buy them too couldn't not buy them you know yeah mm-hmm. and then uh i shot the the mako the expedition mako oh and it actually shoots very nice yeah i was very surprised that's being, the that's their yeah let's say that's their speed bow right yeah for being five inch brace height it, i mean it draws pretty nice it's real quiet like i shot my 570 grain arrow out of it and i'd say that it's probably i mean i shot it at 28 and a half but comparing it to my other bows i'd say that it's you know it's probably as fast as that darton yeah but much higher ibo so not as efficient but that's okay so while we're while we're talking about speed and sound what blaine what size are these you think are those five inch four or five okay they must they look like five so whole i've i guess i've never i had never shot these uh or i'd never shot a four or five inch parabolic out of a these i think these are parabolic out of a those are shield cuts are these shield cuts okay yeah out of a compound oh my lord they're loud like insanely loud so if i end up shooting feathers out of a compound it is not Mm -hmm. going to be these no absolutely not i mean like literally the loudest hiss i've ever heard oh yeah they're loud oh crazy but i've I've shot them out of my uh out of my recurve and it did not sound like that so no you're going at a lot faster speeds though yeah quite significantly faster yeah so yeah so anyway i i i don't shoot big feathers for that reason either out of my sick yeah. bow even i i just i like my four is about as big as i'll go yeah i think i'm gonna go back to uh if i if i end up using these for my recurve i'm going to refletch them in a uh three inch a and a cut probably four mm-hmm. fletch mm-hmm. so three yeah. inch works really well yeah anyway sorry to cut you off garrett did you uh did you do anything else oh um no, just getting ready to. Well, I have to retune my destroyer for the weekend, mm-hmm. but we can talk about that later once I have video footage of what I'm doing. Oh yeah, that'd be a good nice. time. Blaine, what about you? Um, well, I'm currently in the process of uh, building <clears throat> one of my friends some uh, some arrows, two different two different setups. He's got a test, well, kind of a test pack. He's got three. TDTs um, set up, and then some 
X impacts with the ethics system. And uh, so, yeah, plenty of plenty of work there building those just in the evenings and stuff. I'm almost done with them, though. So, yeah, that and um, shooting league, indoor, single spot. And um, other than that, not much. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. an, event, an eventful week for all yeah. of us, it sounds like. I mean, I, I mean, I guess last week, because we didn't really record much last week, but uh, I did take the Joel Turner, Joel Turner's uh, Shot IQ court, online course, too. Oh, yeah? So yeah? That was pretty incredible and yeah i know uh tim fun, so. tim hooked you up with that uh mm-hmm. so yeah you went through the whole course now mm-hmm. yep. how, are you, how are you feeling about it good oh yeah it's i think it's gonna be a game changer yeah are you an iron mind now i am very much so <laughs> more than i ever have been in the past that's for sure yeah and i think my, i think joel, sc- joel knows what he's doing for sure he's a oh he's it's, a it's he's insane, a shot man. guru oh yeah i mean my scores have gone up 20 points in the past couple weeks oh wow there you go which is i mean for me that's a that's a big deal so yeah yeah oh, that's a, it's a significant jump i feel like i don't shoot league yeah. but uh i hope i'm gonna yeah. shoot league i think i guess that's i started looking into leagues i can shoot in around here with a mm-hmm. recurve and or compound now that i have a compound oh have we formally i don't think i've well i did announce it on the uh last podcast with isaac i did say that yeah, i now yeah, i now own a isaac. compound yeah for just a second but yeah so i'm gonna try and shoot a little 3d for for both uh mm-hmm. so i'm gonna join a local club here for trad and then just try and shoot a couple uh shoot a 3d league uh in the right uh during the week so yep anyway 3d 3d is a lot of fun I yeah it. i mean well and here's the thing maybe uh, i don't we'll, we'll see how much my competitive side gets to me because i i definitely i don't want to show up and just like throw i don't know how expensive this is it's like 20 bucks a week is that expensive yeah. okay that's that's a little high a little high well, i mean it's it's a it's a nice you know we right. don't have any other 3d leagues around the area so like i'll mm-hmm. spend that to support them and keep them there like that's right, that's fine sure. uh for but sure. um like i you know i don't want to show up and just hand someone 20 bucks and expect to get my ass kicked every week but at the same time uh, you know, I, I want to, I want to practice with my hunting weight arrows mm-hmm. and because I shoot a heavy arrow that will probably put me at a bit of a disadvantage. Cause I know it's a unknown yardage class or it's an unknown right. yardage league. Right. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if I break down and try and build something a little bit lighter with a flatter trajectory, or if I just try and get really good on building or on, uh, uh, estimating distances. Yardage. Yeah. Right. And see, that's where with me with 3d, I mean, I can guess yardage pretty decent. So yeah, in, you know, inside of, I feel like inside of 30, I can, I can get it within two to three yards, uh, which even with a really heavy setup, like two, three yards isn't at, at 30 yards and inside isn't going to no. completely break you. But when you're trying to get, you know, a 12 instead of a 10 or what would that right. be a 12 instead of an eight i guess i don't know i don't shoot 3D yeah, very often yeah. uh uh if you get a 12 instead of an eight you know that's it, it, right. can, it can make a difference there but anyway right so what what you need to do then is shoot a bare bow setup with some some lighter arrows 
Yeah, uh, that that I might do. Uh, I'm f- I'm for sure going barebow for competition. I'm trying year. to I'm trying to convince this league to open up a like a let us trad guys like just hang out and have like a side division because there's no way we'll compete with the compound guys like we no. just we just won't. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of I in that sense I don't want to throw away twenty bucks a week. Uh, uh, but maybe if they if they'd make it like you know mm-hmm. right i don't i don't know of any track guys that are interested in competing in it but maybe if they drop the price to like 10 to 15 bucks a week or something like that maybe it'd be uh mm-hmm. it'd be more plausible but we'll see right uh yes. anyway um balling on a budget uh yeah. let's uh let's jump right into it no jump right in 10 minutes later um <laughs> okay so we set a baseline uh we i we went on Cabela's website, and I just Actually, added Lancaster, but same thing. Lancaster, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I just I did this because Online. yeah, because I I chose Cabela's because you could walk in and either buy it for that price or you can order it online. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get, and it's kind of like a fair market thing. I feel like right. So, uh, right. um, but we built two setups within that. The goal was to do a dozen arrows with six broadheads, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, we did kind of just to like cover all bases. We just did uh, like two common setups, setups that you see all the time, used pretty mm-hmm. pretty across the board. Uh, right. So the two that we came up with were a Carbon Express Maxima Red, uh, which are the like super light ones from Carbon Express, right. with a Rage Hypodermic. Uh, so twelve of those Maxima Reds and six Rage Hypodermics which cost $260. Mm -hmm. And so that's, especially here in the Midwest, it's a very common arrow for whitetail, like Mm -hmm. very, very common. So uh, the uh, other setup we went with was uh, more of a big game setup. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for that, we did Easton Full Metal Jackets uh, with Slick Tricks. And those are just the regular Full Metal Jackets. I know I uh, Easton escapes me a little bit. I'm not... Uh, I'm not as in tune with their, like everything that they manufacture as right. I should be, I guess. Cause I, I, I feel like there's like six or seven different types of full metal jackets. Is that, sa- is does now. that sound right, Garrett? I know you're the Eastern guru. Mm. There's four, there's four, five and six millimeter, right? Yep. And yeah. then they have, now there's the tapers the one now and, and the then... regular full metal jackets, right? They have. Well, the yeah. regular is just a full. That's just the four millimeter or whatever, or I think six. Or no, that was the. That's the, f- the five, five two hundred four axis diameter. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then they have the match. They have a woodland camo. Yeah, well, they've orange. got dangerous cam. I'm not even counting dangerous yep. game, but that's another one right. too. Dangerous game. Yeah. There's all yep. sorts of those pieces of shit out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, sorry, I'm trying to be. I need to be non-biased. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, oh boy. Uh, but yeah. So just regular FMJs. If anyone is wanting to price compare on those, just plain old, just plain J full metal, plain Jane, full metal jackets. So those were our two baselines. Both of those came. I think the uh, Carbon Express and Rage was like two sixty, and the Full Metal Jackets and Slick Trick was like two sixty three. Like they were right around two hundred sixty dollars within a couple bucks of each other. Uh, so once again, that was for twelve arrows and six broadheads. So uh, we took it upon ourselves to try and build a setup 
uh, that we thought was way better uh, at a comparable price. So uh, I I have does everyone here have their have their uh, setups written down, ready to discuss, ready to be critiqued. I, I have yep. it in my head. Got oh, in mm-hmm. the old in the old noggin. Oh, wow. Well, like we mm-hmm. like we talked about last time, you got a big old big old brain in there. Yep. Big old head, lots of brains. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, well, since it's fresh in your mind, I'll let you kick it off then, Blaine. Okay. So my first budget setup, and I I should have tried both. By the way, that should be noted. Okay. Um. So yeah, the first one's gonna be a Black Eagle, um, Renegade. Okay. With probably what i'm going to do is i'm going to take a 100 grain brass insert and then probably just foot it okay um, just with aluminum footer okay and uh i'm going to shoot for a 700 grain mark probably 300 up 300 grain point um potentially either a tough head or i might go down and wait a little bit and uh and shoot like a 250 grain cutthroat okay um, and we we're going to do two, right? Two options. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can, you can talk. So, I mean, I kind of had two ready one for like a more of a quote unquote white tail setup and one for bigger game. Uh, okay. but yeah, you can, you can do however you want, but let's, let's, let's take like just a hot second and talk about that. So mm-hmm. you've got a renegade, black eagle renegade. That's yep. a, what is that? Is that two? Is that two, two forty five? Two oh four. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I think, yep. uh, I think we'll find this common theme while we're all talking about two oh four. I think it's a great mm-hmm. diameter. I think it's mm-hmm. a very good mesh for uh, having something smaller for less friction on the arrow as it passes through the animal, uh, but also stout enough to not snap in half when you take a marginal shot or a shot at a, a bit of a steep angle. Uh, I think you can certainly make very durable uh, micro diameter setups too, but with uh with extreme budget builds i think it's a little more difficult to do considering Mm -hmm. i think the only thing we're really recommending at this point for a micro is valkyrie so yeah uh but okay so it's a 204 yeah i would i would like to point out for a second the brass inserts are cheap like they're not they're they're like it's like it like a dozen of them cost you what like 15 bucks yeah they're like about a dollar a piece a dollar 25 a piece like not much and then for a carbon or a carbon for an aluminum footer on that arrow you're gonna buy one maybe like if you want to do a two inch or three inch footer mm-hmm. you're gonna buy one maybe two arrows yep. uh and those are gonna run you eight bucks a piece eight to ten dollars right. a piece yeah or less even i got mine for like three bucks a piece oh, well, there, yeah there you five. go you can buy for those arrows you can buy 2016 jazzes for like three bucks a piece oh jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, they're purple, but who cares? Right. Man, just makes your setup fabulous. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so between inserts and footers, better inserts and footers than you would typically have stock. You've got Mm -hmm. maybe 20 bucks wrapped up in the whole thing. Right. Which is pretty wild, but I just wanted to point that out. Go ahead. Sorry. Yep. Okay, so those shafts, um, I haven't done the exact math on what all this is going to cost, but... Um, I want to say they're around 115 a dozen. The for renegades. Yeah, hundred dollars a dozen. Never mind. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, like they're, they're Yeah, they're not very expensive. No. So I mean, 
you know, that's that's pretty that's very reasonable, really. Yeah, fletched they're a hundred and ten, so you can spend yeah. an extra ten dollars. That's straight from Black Eagle. You could yep. buy them cheaper from dealers, probably. Yep, right. And then I'm probably gonna run like a three inch three fletch on that um, feather. Okay. And then second second option would probably be um, like a uh, oh what the heck a victory. Um, V Force rip, yeah the V yep the V Force rip. Well, and, uh, v, the V Force they're two forty five. The rip or R I P, however you oh, yeah, pronounce it, right. two hundred four. Right. Yep. So it'd be the the V Force. Gotcha. The big standard diameter. Yep. Um, with probably again a hundred grain, either a hundred grain insert. You can get uh, cross crossbow bolt inserts actually. Oh. You know, because that's a standard, pretty standard crossbow bolt diameter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, They're usually a lot bigger than that. Yeah, but you can get them in a 245. Mm. It's just another option. but um, Or, more than likely, what I'll do on that one is that TAS system. Oh, traditional, so the, traditional archery solutions. Solutions, yep. yeah. Yep. So, for those who don't know what that is, it's... It's basically a glue-on broadhead adapter mm-hmm. um, that you you just glue the whole thing in. It's like an insert and a glue-on adapter in one. Right. And you just glue the whole thing in, and uh, it's permanent. I mean, but uh, so you can't ever unscrew your broadhead or anything. But from what I'm seeing and hearing, that uh, is a bulletproof setup. I mean, those things are tough. I think they weigh 200 grains or something for the standard ones, but then... Uh, you can actually have him, like, do a custom 300 grainer or 250 grainer as well. So, hmm. And then I would probably do a 160 grain cutthroat on that glue on. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what What do you, I guess two questions on both of these. What mm-hmm. do you think is the calculated roughly to- total cost for both of those? And what do you, th- and giving, you know, you can move and switch around your broadhead weights what's the Mm -hmm. like estimated total weight range for both of those okay so just trying to think off the top of my head on the renegades you'd be at about mm, after uh, so renegades for arrows and components you're probably at 130 bucks total Mm -hmm. and then with your your brass inserts yeah then your then your broadheads uh and those were fifty dollars $50, yeah. so $100, so you're at 230 bucks. 230 bucks for your, right. yeah, for your Say 200, 240 bucks, 200, 240 bucks into the whole thing, probably. Okay, yeah, that sounds about All right. And, and then your V-Forces are... They're the same. Yeah, be, I think they're... Comparable. You can get into V-Forces for right around the same price, about 100 mm-hmm. to 120 depending if you're going with the gamer, uh, sport, yep. or elites. Right. And then uh, your your to- your traditional archery system things are, I think for a dozen it's like I want to say thirty or forty bucks. They're not. Yeah, I think it's forty bucks. Yep. Yeah, I think it's forty for a dozen. Yep. So then you're at one hundred and fifty ish there, and then yep. I think cutthroats are what fifty or fifty five or fifty five. Yeah, fifty five. So, so we're at a hundred and we'll say fifty five. So we what mm-hmm. were we at? We were at one hundred and forty, one hundred fifty. We'll say it's 150, yeah. 
and then yeah. you're at 55 a piece for three so then you're at 260 so mm-hmm. same right same price as the yep. as the other two with yep. your with your renegades being like 20 bucks less yep so right yeah i would yeah. completely agree i think both of those are immensely better setups than mm-hmm. the other the other two mm-hmm. definitely uh garrett do you want to go next or do you want me to uh i can okay um we talked about it before but one of my setups was built on a renegade also um i forgot already yeah no worries uh (laughs) yeah so one of them was renegade too but i ran the 75 grain hit insert with a Mm -hmm. footer on it yeah you could also just i could switch that out for whatever inserts blaine found i just didn't look very hard yeah um but total cost on those was uh, if you shot like a helix, like a, a Strickland helix head, so mm-hmm. a dozen arrows built and six helix heads would be two fifty seven ish. And then if you went a little cheaper on the broadhead, you could get down to two twenty nine for a dozen and six heads. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your FOC is going to be determined to be based on what broadhead weight weight head you decide to go with. Right. Um, on mine, I just had. Because I've already, these are setups I've built before, so on mine I just had like sixteen percent ish FOC, mm-hmm. and that's just with seventy five grain uh, grains of brass and then nice. hundred and twenty five grain head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then the other setup was East and Bloodline, since they make oh, yeah. that in a two forty now. Oh uh, yeah. It makes it makes it available for compound shooters for to go. And those are FOC. those are fairly light GPI, aren't they? I think yeah, they're like nine or something like that. Man, all right, and it's that's a two, it's a H diameter, which is not quite standard. So whatever mm-hmm. that it's a two twenty four, I think. Yeah, something like that. Right, but just a little bit smaller than standard diameter, so you don't yep. really need to put a footer on it. You can, but you really don't need to. I mean, it's going to be pretty stout as it is. Yeah, well, if um, if you want to, it's you know, buy those two arrows for. Yeah, you know, ten bucks total, and right. you'd, be, you'd be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, so those come. They have a model now called the Bloodline FOC, which comes with seventy-five grain brass inserts already. Yep, for the same cool. price. Um, and those are like just for the shafts. You're looking at a hundred and thirty-eight dollars for a dozen. Mm-hmm. And then still pretty you know, cheap. Same, yeah. Still so cheap. for Man. my setup, I still just have hundred twenty-five grain heads, and then. So it's 524, 524 grains is what they come out to with my build, which is like 15% FOC, but you can just slap a heavier head on there since it's such a stiff spine. Yeah. And you'll be good up to, you know, you can probably get, you know, 250 grains, if not a little bit more on the front of that arrow and you'd yeah. still be all right. Oh yeah. You'd be fine with that. But yeah. So those are a 9.4 GPI, by the way. That's uh, uh, a, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. You should be able to. Pretty light for that, that's diameter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so stuck with the same heads, the helix would bring you up to 258 for six heads and a, uh, six heads and a dozen shafts and then 232 if you shot a VPA or something similar in that price range. Mm -hmm. Well, and Um, you know, there's tons of heads that you can go with, but like, yeah, they're just readily available you can get them they're usually always in stock so it's not really a big yeah. issue. yeah mm-hmm. well and spoiler alert we're going to talk about vpa a decent amount and mm-hmm. in case people don't 
know already, VPA makes heads for like half of the fixed blade. Let me rephrase this: half of the good fixed blade industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so VPA doesn't really make anything that's uh, that's bad, at least that I've seen. No, uh, I have some. They're actually very good. At I mean, it's it's I'm, a high car. It's a high carbon steel. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's you know, it, it's pretty. It's a quote unquote plain Jane steel, but you know, nothing right. too crazy about it. But they're they're priced. They're, to, they're priced I well. They're starting. Yeah, I think they're starting to roll out some stainless stuff too. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. You're are. right. You're right. I did just see some stainless think, stuff in yeah, some smaller stuff too, right. like 125s or something like that. Yep. Yeah, that's all yep. I've seen on stainless right now. Is like they make a 125. A hundred, one twenty-five, and uh, I think a crossbow head or something, hmm. one fifty yeah. green or something. Like Which, that. in case no one knows this already, it's the same damn thing. It's just a mm-hmm. marketing ploy. Yeah, right. Anything that says crossbow on it is the same thing. So if yeah. that's all you yeah. can find when you're at a store, just buy it. Doesn't make mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Very true. No, um, I have just when I shot a compound, so I still have a three pack of a hundred grain heads and. I was actually messing with them the other night. I went and put them on my sharpening wheel because I had shot them into targets before, and I never mm-hmm. did hunt with them. But oh man, they sharpen up super quick, and they just got like hair pot, like just sharp. Yeah, really they easy. Send, I mean, when they ship them out, they're pretty damn sharp. Oh yeah, yeah they're they're razor sharp out of the box. Yeah, they're in my opinion. If you're going to shoot a three blade, if you want to go high end, go Valkyrie. If you want to go kind of lower price range shoot vpa all day long yeah well i mean valkyrie is you know it's a unique design yeah uh, yeah but vpa makes the blanks for Mm -hmm. brand for valkyrie so that's what i'm saying like that's i just wanted to kind of point that out like they they make them i know they make them for brent uh Mm -hmm. at valkyrie i know they make them for tom over at rms yep for the uh cutthroat uh oh there was someone else oh well the one other person i know of that is i I, we can't talk about yet we talked about (laughs) it but uh i know that they're going to be making another broadhead for another notable manufacturer uh here pretty soon um i feel like there is someone else though that like fairly significant that they make something for but anyway maybe no I can't remember. No, that. he does all his own stuff in Australia, I think. And oh, yeah, ships it here. yeah, yeah, that's out. That's out in Australia. Uh, I don't know, but anyway, there is VP, VPA makes. Before we get too far away, I want to try those Hurricane broadheads from Ozcut. I know yeah. they might not be worth a shit, but oh, the one, the three blade single bevel. The yeah, but they're mm-hmm. like helical as well. Which yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that'll work, but I want to try some. Right. There's another Australian manufacturer. Now I can't remember the name of it, but it they just released a broadhead that looks uh who made? I actually think that this was another uh um Australian manufacturer who made the one that they had the broadhead called the Alien and it was like super that wide. Was, that was the company. Um, yeah, it's Alien. Yeah, Alien broadheads, but they took the it was a single bevel, but they took the design from. I'm assuming they took the design from um, Anarchy Broadheads because mm-hmm. that was a stateside company, and gotcha. then they went out of business. Gotcha. But the their I don't remember what they call it. They call it like their S3 or something. An alien. Yeah, that and sounds right. right. That sounds right. Those are. I think those that's are pretty the decent super wide too. cut. 
So, uh, well, I know, I think somebody posted a picture of it on Facebook. Well, I've seen a couple of pictures of it on Facebook recently, but there's a new one that is starting to make the rounds that it's a fairly wide broadhead. Again, I'm guessing it's probably close to an inch and a half cut fixed blade. And, but it's got like a bunch of dimples in it, like the whole broadhead. Is that an yeah, Ozcut? Oz yep. Okay. Or no, yep. Northern. That's Northern. Broadhead. Yes. Oh, it's yeah, Northern. Yep. That's right. Northern. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Northern. That thing looks wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just because the dimples, like, I mean, the, I, I know it's, it's a, it's a wide, it's a wide cut, but the end of that looks nasty. Yeah. So it, it is a double bevels two blade. Yeah. Yeah. But still. So I'm, I'm interested in looking at that one. It looks, yeah. it looks interesting. I just, and uh, they also make that another, the wide cut and uh, a couple other ones too. They do. I mean, I think they make a pretty decent head, you know. Yeah, I think they're decent, they're so. pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks uh, it looks interesting. The whole thing with the the Australian companies is that they don't have distributors here usually. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, paying shipping to get your stuff over here is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, the couple the couple of uh, distributors that I've seen have been uh, kind of iffy on that. So. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We, we can get into that later, but, uh, yeah, I'm, a. I kind of want to try those Northerns if that's what it is. I just looked on their website and I didn't see them. So, but I, I think, I think it is that, I think it is the, I think it is mm-hmm. by from Northern, but we'll see. I'm going to look up Ozcut too. Yeah. I thought it was Ozcut. I don't know. I'm pretty we'll sure see. it's Northern that has those ones. I, oh, I want to know what, uh, I forget the company now, but it got shared on the full send page. Um, those ones made those broadheads made out of S thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. Those have my attention. Yeah, Blaine. Oh, full send's boring. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be on full send because they don't. They're boring. They don't post much. Which, by the way, you've missed the like the last couple of weeks. That place has been popping. Really, I mean, dude. I'm like twenty posts a day. Like it's which is which is a lot for us. It's probably gonna uh, blow it up now. People are gonna be like, "What are they talking about?" Yeah, right. in this group. all like, all eight all eight listeners that we have. Sorry, uh, okay, sorry, yeah, Brian. They're there. They're called. Uh, they're from a company. I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce this right. Hunor Hunor. It's H U N O R. Oh yeah yeah. And yeah, it's it's S thirty V. And they make they make a single bevel. Their double bevel looks wild. I don't I don't really know what's going on with that. Uh, but they make a single bevel called a T boy, and mm-hmm. it's an S thirty V. It's Ooh. it's a little which is a really good steel for those who don't oh, yeah. know. Like S thirty, there's basically if you if you're gonna pick up a quality pocket knife, you mm-hmm. are either gonna do S thirty S thirty V or you're gonna do S ninety if you're a baller. Uh, yeah, and if somebody starts coming out with an S ninety broadhead, I am really interested in that. Uh, yeah. but it's like, so it's I'll so expensive. Everything. It's so <laughs> expensive. Maids are S thirty V, which they're very nice. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, S thirty V is a great steel. They're uh, tempered to a fifty nine Rockwell hardness, which is a little harder that's than a little, little harder. Yeah, than what I would want, but apparently that's like on the upper end of working steel for S thirty. So okay, uh, hopefully it'll work out. Uh, it is a two piece. Uh, so there's a 7075 T6 aluminum ferrule, uh, which, mm-hmm. you know, is, is okay. Uh, but yeah, right. they're, uh, um, decent blade thickness. It's 0.59 blade thickness, cutting diameters, uh, inch and an eighth. So mm-hmm. yeah, it looks, uh, looks like there's, 
Oh, I take the back. There is the 200 grain broadhead is uh 1045 steel. So that's better than aluminum. Oh my. So, I'm looking at this thing right now. That's yeah. pretty nasty. Yeah, it looks good. It looks real good. I'm I'm interested in it. I'm always interested mm-hmm. in, in anything S30 or S90. Mm-hmm. So their neo head is weird. Yeah, that thing looks wild. I don't really understand that one, but I mean, it's same sort of blade profile as like the the Strickland. Strickland's or yeah. whatever or the uh what is that other brand? Cayuga or something? Cayuga. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm looking at that one, too, now. Who? What? They've mm-hmm. got that thing with the... They've got the Neo and then the Mager, which has bleeders on it, which is interesting. But oh. I'm not a big fan of bleeders. Yeah, I'm not into bleeders. Oh, so man. that's a that's double gonna, bubble. That's going to sound weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Whoa. I'll jump into Matt's budget setup. Um, <laughs> my God, we're real mature. Um, okay, uh... My budget setup, and then we can circle back around to other cool broadheads that we've been spying lately. Uh, which, by the way, like, isn't, I mean, I, okay, I guess we are going to pause for a second. Isn't it sad that we just talked about, like, two to three, like, viable-looking broadheads that, like, we would endorse, and you didn't hear anything about those broadheads at ATA? Like, <laughs> right? nothing. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, there's also, like, all of, I think all those companies were australian so there's that but yeah well, they were the uh, oscut yeah. was at the ata though who oscut was at ata uh they were at all the shows i well i mean were. well I, I guess they might have been there but point being like at least but you yeah, know yeah i mean like the major the majority of the industry right just talked about the oh the new rage yep. oh this new whatever the fuck. This new junk broadhead <laughs> so yep. yeah this new yeah. thing that will break yeah so anyway, I just want to point out. Don't how... forget the vegetable oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the vegetable oil. It's so Some good. Some people will get that joke. Oh. <laughs> oh man. That's you know what? I don't I don't want to give any context to that. I, w- I want people to either know or like start asking around. So right. I I feel like that needs to be the new the new tagline for any time a broadhead breaks. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, didn't didn't use the vegetable oil, bro. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Good night. Oh, I hope oh, I hope that can just be a running inside joke. Oh lord, <laughs> well, it is now. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one too. Um, okay, so my budget setup. Oh god. Okay. Um, so my for my budget setup, uh, we have another uh Black Eagle shaft. I went with the Black Eagle Rampage which is a 204. Uh, it's very durable 204 from what I've seen. I've had two dozen Rampages myself, and I've helped friends build probably another two or three dozen at minimum. And they were, like, all of them are just really good shafts. I don't think I've ever had a single one out of tolerance. So mm-hmm. there's that. Uh, so Eagle Rampage, Black Eagle Rampage, uh, for a dozen, it's like 145 bucks. So even, you know, out of all of our suggested arrows is kind of on the more expensive end of that. But even that 144 for a dozen, like you go into any archery shop and archery shop or, you know, big box store, you know, you see a box of six for 70, 75 bucks, like all the time. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what, you know, that's for 1000 straightness too. Yeah. 
<clears throat> right. You can knock that down fifteen bucks if you get the three thousandths. Yep. Or if you use the same, if you use that renegade shaft, that's a five thousandths. And from Black Eagle, that might as well be. I mean, that's really good compared to others. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Compared to other companies, you know, they try to keep it at five thousandths across the whole shaft. Yeah. Maximum. Yeah. I've I haven't had hard. Uh, like I said, uh, my mine personally that I have built. For either for me or friends, I have not had a single Black Eagle shaft that was out of spec, and yeah, I've mm-hmm. and well, I've also done my X Impact, so there's another dozen. So I've I've at least built six dozen Black Eagle arrows, which I know isn't a ton for uh, uh, for some people, but uh, can I interrupt? Yes, I have to use the potty. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we're leaving that in there. Go for it, bro. Yep, we're leaving it. Yep. Uh, I gotta take a piss. How's okay. That? Yeah. That's well. That's, that's fine. Better. Yeah. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna keep talking. So, there's that. Uh, okay, Garrett. I guess it's just me and you for a second. Um, so, I Black Eagle Rampages. I am then. So I guess to give context to the uh, broadheads, I'm gonna talk about the inserts first. So I'm going to go with the tough head direct bond tough adapters it's the glue in uh glue in glue in insert <laughs> it's the glue in insert uh glue on insert uh for uh that tough head actually makes it's stainless steel um you can either get them in 100 or 150 grains uh depending on your flavor uh then footing that is going to be a tough head ara foot adapter uh, I believe, I don't, I think it's stainless steel. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's a quality steel. I know that. Uh, on, on those, I haven't looked at those much, but does that go on before you put the broadhead adapter in or? Uh, I think you can do it either way. Uh, like, well, I guess the question is, is there a lip on the end of it or is it just kind of like you would have just cut down a aluminum arrow and it, you just have to made it up to the end of the uh, end of the shaft so this is uh no there isn't a thing on the end of it but so these are both relatively new offerings from uh from Toughhead, and uh so he's uh i I, i'm i'm uh jason knows how they fit but uh he's depending on the arrow diameter size he said he's not even like 100 percent sure on how all the sleeves will match up exactly so uh, but it's, it, it'll, it'll stay within that smaller profile than the, uh, than the broadhead, which is the important part. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I think it's going to mate up directly to the glue in insert. Uh, uh, so you'll, or glue on insert. So you'll do the glue on insert and then you'll slip it on from the back and then just like put your beta glue around the, uh, shaft and then slider on Blaine. Have you messed with the R foots at all? Or have you seen them? No, no. So, never even heard of them. Oh, it's the tough head. Uh, um, oh yeah, yeah. Footers. I know what you're about. Yep. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not, honestly. I'm not a hundred percent sure how they work. Yeah. Well, uh, I think Jason's going to be sending me some that so I can assemble and uh, make an assembly video on just so I can fully understand. Because even their website is still kind of getting squared away because I've got some new products coming out. It looks like, and right. uh, they're gonna. Uh, there's some stuff on there, so hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully I'll have those. Probably, hopefully by the end of the week, we'll see. 
uh, and I can try and build some two of fours. But anyway, uh, yeah. so tough head, direct bond, tough adapter, glue on insert with the tough head R foot uh, footers. And then on the end of the insert, I'm, I would go with a meathead 190 grain glue on broadhead. Uh, so to break all of those down, the uh, the shafts are 145 bucks. Broadheads are 80 bucks or 40 bucks for three, which is like really cheap for what those are actually. Uh, the uh, direct bond adapters are 35 bucks and the footers are another $32. Uh, so, and if you wanted to save money on the footers, you could just go with an aluminum arrow once again. Um, mm-hmm. Our buddy uh, Isaac from last episode has a video on YouTube where he uh, takes some arrows that he had previously just like literally blew up on a cinder block uh, and then foots them like to doesn't change anything except puts a footer on there and a, a, a uh, an aluminum arrow footer and shoots them again against a cinder block and they completely survive. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing that happens is the knock falls out. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. you guys should go watch that video because like literally a piece of metal that's going to cost you, uh, I mean to foot an entire, an entire dozen arrows is going to cost you like $8 uh, you can, uh, you can literally make just about any arrow, like pretty, pretty damn bomb proof. So, uh, so the total on all of those, if you want to go with tough heads adapters is two ninety, Uh, and that's mm-hmm. so, and the weights on that are anywhere, depending on how short, how short you cut your arrow, uh, anywhere from like 550, 575 ish to, mm-hmm. uh, what would that be? Uh, about 700 grains. So this is an arrow that you could shoot that, you know, Garrett would shoot out West at, you know, 550 to 575 grains, uh, at longer distances at elk, uh, all the way up to 650, 700 grains, something that you could plausibly shoot at something like a Cape or an Asiatic Buffalo, uh, and probably not have any issues. I would personally go a little bit heavier. That's just me, but, uh, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment when it comes to weight. So, um, yeah. So I think, I think that was the, the setup that I liked the most. Um, I'll give an honorable mention to grizzly stick. Uh, grizzly stick has a, uh, system already put together, uh, from their red line setup. Uh, so you get, a dozen V-Force arrows. Uh, I think they're V-Force gamers. You get a dozen V-Force arrows and six of their Redline broadheads, which are the, uh, it's either the Silver Flame uh, X. So I think it's either the Silver Flame, Silver Flame XL, uh, and 125 grain, or the Maasai uh, Profile blades. And uh, they, so you get six of those. Those All those are, uh, a, I don't know if it's OS or AUS, which, whichever one, AUS for, uh, um, stainless steel. So it's like a mid grade stainless steel. It doesn't have like a ton of carbon in it, but it's, it's pretty good for what it is, but you can get this into the dozen arrows with six broadheads. I'm pretty sure an, an additional six fuel points, uh, and grizzly six fuel points are like really nice. I know that sounds like cliche, but like 
They're really oh, yeah. ni- they're really nice field points. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of yeah. weird. Uh, and you can get Grizzly, all Grizzly stick and Valkyrie make sweet field points. Oh, dude, Valkyrie's dude. field points are super dope. Garrett yeah. didn't uh, didn't Brent send you like a an extra couple field points or something? Oh no, he sent you an extra broadhead because he messed something up, right? I don't know. I don't know why I got extras, but I yeah. did. At one yeah, point. He's, I got he's an extra. Super good for that. He did. Yeah. Oh, dude, Brent's the best. Yep. He Brent sent <laughs> yep. me an extra field point. Because I was, I was, I ordered a bunch of stuff from him, and I was like, "Man, I really hope these three hundreds work." Because I was worried about being overspined, so he sent me a two fifty fuel point as well, just mm-hmm. out of the goodness of his heart. Uh, but three hundred ended up dude. working. Yeah, oh yeah, Brent's a good guy. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, so you can get all of that, the dozen arrows, six broadheads, fuel points. I think they even give you a hat or something. I don't know. Uh, for $225, like crazy cheap. Like, and that's, that is an arrow I would shoot at a whitetail all, you know, every day and twice on Sunday. Like it's going to be, it's going to be plenty. Uh, and I think you could have it built to make sure you hit like 550 grains for like an extra 20 bucks. They'll make sure there's enough brass in there because whatever inserts they use, uh, I guess they, they have a you know a screwable black or a, sc- a screwable brass uh, insert on the back end. So yeah, so there's that's my honorable honorable mention. I'd probably still go out of those two. I'd probably go with the tough head just because I am becoming more and more of a proponent of uh, glue on inserts for <clears throat> broadheads uh, than screw in personally. But mm-hmm. the reality of the situation is not everyone wants to go with that, and I get it. But if you foot your arrow, then you're probably gonna be fine either Just way. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna take quite the quite the hit to break a a footed arrow. So yeah, it's almost impossible. Yeah, it's difficult. Or it's very difficult. Yeah, for least. sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh. So I think and mine was the most expensive, thirty bucks more than the other two. Both of mm-hmm. yours were cheaper or the same price as the other two. I think we would probably agree, even though I think mine's the best. Uh, I think we'd all, I think all of us would agree that all the setups that we came up with are immensely better than the two baseline setups that we see quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And we had, I want to take just a second here to uh, continue to bash on full metal jackets. Uh, uh, No, not, not, not in a mean way, but in a, in a constructive way for, for new archers because man i don't know how many t- it just noise the crap out of me and garrett this kind of goes back to something you were talking about when we tried to record this the first time and if you want to go on that rant again i would love it uh mm-hmm. but how like i don't know how many times i've gone into an archery shop and you know people t- typically when i go in an archery shop the full metal jackets are the most expensive arrows that they have in there and you know yeah, people they're ungodly expensive yeah i don't oh, understand why i don't i don't either people pick them up and they're like why are these so expensive and then probably because there's a shit ton of margin in it the shop owner the tech guy whoever it is is like man those arrows are so durable and i've shot them for a dozen years and they work great and i'm just like no like this like if you have you are the uh, uh, you are the exception. You are not the rule because right. literally, well, those like, guys that work there also have the ability to get two dozen arrows free usually yeah, every year. Right. Uh, so they're getting theirs for free every year, and that's why they haven't noticed that they bend. Right. Every like in just regular shooting, they will bend. Yes. 
because they get new ones every year, so they don't notice. Right. So, and that's, I wanted to point this out specifically for new archers, uh, you know, and Garrett, to your point, some people are... I can go on that rant again. Please, I hope you do here in like two minutes, but (laughs) I just see these full metal jackets peddled to these these newer kids that don't know anything and it just aggravates the snot out of me because then you'll have a new archer that will be shooting at a bag target or something soft and then they'll just start getting like super inconsistent groups and they get frustrated and they try retuning their bow and it may not need to be tuned you know again it may it may already be in tune maybe it's not i don't know uh, but they, they get super frustrated because they can't shoot the groups that they were before when really the arrow's bent. They just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because full metal jackets will bend, period. Right. I don't care what anyone says. Literally, like, nine out of ten people that I personally know that have shot full metal jackets have had a decent amount of them bend on them. And it's just mm-hmm. not worth the risk. Now, I know there right. are some people that are that will never shoot carbon because they, you know, they see the pictures of the uh carbon arrow that blew up and ended up in a guy's wrist or arm or his hand and they get all freaked right. out by it or they say carbon's junk and that's that's fine that's why you flex test everything before you do it uh so i mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, i i have my qualms with full metal jackets and just have have issues uh recommending them uh one because they bend two because they kill front of center there's such a heavy GPI, and we love heavy arrows here. I'm, I am me especially, probably more than anybody. But if I'm going to build a heavy arrow, I want as much of that weight on the front of the arrow as possible instead of evenly distributed because you won't get as good a flight quality. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, full metal jackets kill front of center. Uh, in the front of them, uh, mushroom, especially with the hit inserts. Like Garrett edumacated me on uh, earlier this week. I, I, This is what I thought they were, but I got... I got this nailed down and finalized. The hit insert is the, what was it, Garrett? The hidden insert technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they sit completely inside the shaft. And this is what full metal jackets come with stock, I believe, right? Am I, yep. am I correct yeah. in saying this? Okay. Uh, so they come with these inserts stock. So there's nothing to, to protect your foot, the front of that shaft, when the field point like slams against it when you hit a target. And this is probably one of the reasons that they bend more than they should because they don't have any reinforcement on the front end. And that yeah, energy that is the bad thing with those. Like, yeah, the you could argue that the whole FMJ is footed. Like the whole shaft is just a, it's carbon. A giant foot inside yeah. aluminum. So yeah. you could say that the whole thing's a foot that's footed. But that little end piece, there's like a quarter inch or so yep. before mm-hmm. the hit insert starts like where it's seated that there's nothing so the very very tip of your arrow can bend and you won't notice unless you put it on a spinner right but it'll fly way off yeah but then they'll you know if you hit game if you hit something hard the front of it will mushroom and and when that mushrooms and that carbon on the inside will begin to splinter you're just you're creating an excessive amount of drag that's got to go through an animal uh Mm -hmm. that you shouldn't be fighting in the first place so I shot FMJs for a lot of years, and I was the guy that bought them because everybody said, oh, this is the best. And now, I'd say they're they're okay until they bend. Yeah. And they will bend because it is aluminum. And until they and bend. Any, tar- any target shooter that shoots an aluminum X27 or X23, aluminum is amazing as far as straightness, quali- straightness right. tolerances right. and all that. They're amazing. Nothing else comes close. But 
as far as durability, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, aluminum was okay back in the day when you could buy them for $3 a shaft. That way, when they bent, you just threw it away and it didn't matter. Right, yeah. Now, with those FMJs, you're dropping 200 bucks for shafts. Mm -hmm. Easy. And there's no point in it. Like oh, why, you, oh! You, you want the this? you want the Under Armour branded ones? Yeah, that's four hundred dollars <laughs> for a dozen. Yeah, just craziness. Um, yeah, uh, Garrett, I want you to, even if it's not as organic as last time, I want you to <laughs> touch on what you said last time about the, uh, the discussion that you saw and why we think it is the wrong discussion to have. Yeah. So I've seen it a lot in the last couple weeks on Facebook groups or whatever, where newer archers, like they could be brand new or they could be only in it for like a couple years or whatever. They'll come to the group, which is always that you got to be able to weed through the shit, which is a problem for new archers anyways. Oh, it's horrible. Um, but then you, you have, know, then you have professional archers going on these oh, forums that are started. just dude. Oh, you, well, you're professional not, you're archers. Like, those of you out there, I doubt you're listening, but if you are and you don't actually do work on your own bows or build your own arrows or actually care about anything or care to learn, care to ed- care to educate yeah, or yourself, care to learn. Yeah. Uh just shut up when it comes to building things and tuning because if you don't do it yourself, you have no room to talk. I don't care if you're a professional shooter and you win, you that's how you make your living. You're a shooter. Like there's yep. a reason that NASCAR drivers have pit crews because they don't actually know how to work on the cars. Yep. Anyways, so this thing that I see a lot uh, will be new archers come into a group and being like, uh, "What's the, what's the best arrow that I can build or shoot for my bow?" And the answers will like they'll range from. Usually, people are just like, "Well, that doesn't matter. Just buy whatever." whatever the spine chart on the back of the box says and shoot that and then just focus on form and shot execution, blah, blah, blah. And while I agree with that, like shot execution form and everything is important, right? Especially for new archers, you shouldn't just throw away your arrow. Like that shouldn't be what gives, gets the least amount of attention that should get just as much attention as the rest of it. That's the part that actually has to dispatch the animal. Like, why are you spending all this money? Like, bows cost a thousand bucks bare if you buy a brand new bow off the shelf, and then you're going to put $400 plus worth of accessories on it, and then you're going to buy a dozen arrows for a hundred bucks, maybe. Like, you don't put any thought into that portion of it when you did all your research for everything else, and now the part that actually gets thrown at the animal, you're just going to phone it in. I don't understand why this is. Like, and then, you know, who's most likely to make a bad shot? Somebody that's shot for a very long time and has exactly. the experience or a new archer. Yep. Like in archery, you can stack the deck in your favor if a bad shot does happen. Like, yep. The, yep. Like I've shot a bow since I was four years old. I still spend more time building my arrow and thought process goes into my arrow than I even look at my bow mm-hmm. Like or even spend shooting my bow. Like I've got arrow setups running through my head constantly, but yep. I know it works, so like usually it's just tinkering. Yeah, man. I to kind of touch on that, you bring up a really good point. Out of like all of the archery equipment that I would pick, and this is more compound based. I think a trab bow is probably a little bit different, but compound wise, if you if I had to pick things in like in order, 
I think that the bow I'm actually shooting would probably be almost last. Probably yeah. next probably next to the quiver. I don't really, I don't yeah. particularly care about the quiver, but I would pick the I would pick my arrows, arrows and broadheads probably first. Yeah. Then I would pick the type of release and or sight would probably be number 2 that I'm trying to use because I can mm-hmm. man I can't do multi-pins anymore. I have to use single pins. Yeah. Uh I love the multi-pin rovers. Those are great. Yeah, I'm, I might be able to get into those. My eyesight's just starting to go, and I I can't have too crowded of a of a, a field of view. But point being, like, I could, I'd pick everything else, and they could pick, like, any bow within the last couple of years, and I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Like, that's that's cool. That's cool. It, don't, it doesn't matter to me which, which bow, which of those bows, as long as, you know, it's within reason, don't stick me with a, you know, 50-pound, you know, bow that's meant for a woman that's like a 315 ibo uh yeah. preferably uh but i mean a point but you could still like, you'd still be very lethal with that like there's no my, issue with that but yeah point my being primary shooter right now is a 2011 bowtech destroyer so like and i bought i mean i bought right. it because of what it is like yeah. it's you know i got it from evan uh not cheap but it's oh man well those things those things fetch a premium because they're they're still a good bow well that's that's my favorite bowtech that they've ever made the sr6 has my attention now but as far as like bows that i've killed the most animals with it's that one yeah and as soon as i saw one available from somebody i trusted i hopped on it yeah but you know i yeah i have a 2011 bow but you know sights are brand new rest is brand new quiver's brand new right but the bow itself like it's good enough yeah you don't have to spend a grand on a bow but Mm -hmm. i also know what i'm looking for and i know that i can shoot with just about anything so yeah Yeah. i'm gonna dump more money into my arrow setup and like you said the release sights like the bow is secondary almost yeah a good a good shooter should be able to shoot just about any bow that they pick up that they pick up but if you're arrow doesn't do its job then it doesn't matter how good of a shooter you are yeah yeah so i mean that you know i like we've talked about before like i've killed more things with a light arrow and a mechanical but i've also you know i've shot a lot so right i don't have to practice i mean not say i don't have to practice as much but i don't have to necessarily always have to worry as much but when i moved out west and started realizing i was like i'm hunting on public land i'm hunting a species i've never hunted before i don't know how far i'm actually going to be able to shoot or have to shoot so like more and more started going into the thought process for my arrow setup Mm -hmm. and i don't know why more people don't do that like i really don't get it like why why leave that one on the table and then i mean i guess you know people like to have an excuse when they're when it goes bad and they're like well you know broadhead didn't open up or the arrow shaft snapped what a piece of junk it's like i would have got that deer if i if the shaft didn't snap it's like well what could you have done better right like are you gonna right. or you know they come and complain and like broadhead even if let's say you know shoot something with a, mechan- a mechanical and the broadhead doesn't open up and like they find the deer but it's wasted because it laid there all night and it was hot yeah like, or it didn't you know whatever whatever the case may be like let's say it's it wasn't necessarily in their control but then they don't change anything like Mm -hmm. why why are you doing the same thing you know guys are like well it's worked for this long and this is the first time it went bad it's like yeah but 
how bad do you feel right now? Why right. would you want that to happen again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that this exercise that we just went through with building a budget arrow setup just proves that people are lazy. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. yeah they, well, I mean, lazy and ignorant, right. which yeah. ignorance is okay, but you can't be willfully ignorant. Right. Like, mm-hmm. That's the whole reason we wanted to start this podcast is that we don't want people to just listen to what they're told anymore. Like, what's the point in that? You can learn it, Google is there. Like, you don't need to go to college anymore because Google exists. Let's be honest. About <laughs> You're not it. wrong. Like, right. you can learn anything. You just have to be willing to put the time and effort into doing it and figuring it out. Like, it's not that hard. Yep. And, you know, like, we just came up with, what, six setups that are the same price mm-hmm. or cheaper with much better components, and they're going to be much more lethal. And people just... You know, I've Don't shot care. this shot, or I've shot this arrow for twenty years. I just started losing animals, blah blah blah. Or you know, I've only lost five. It's like, well, why? Why did you lose right. five? Did right. you hit something you weren't supposed to? And if you were shooting something different, could it have turned out different? Yeah. Why didn't you change it then? I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, when you were talking about you know lazy versus ignorance, and I'm gonna go back. I have a feeling we're gonna go back to Isaac's quote pretty often. <laughs> yeah that uh ignorance isn't bliss ignorance is expensive uh in more in more ways than one not only is Mm -hmm. it expensive in people having to rebuy equipment it's also really expensive in i'm an out-of-state bow hunter and i just traveled to colorado and bought a 650 dollar elk tag and spent you know another four thousand dollars on an outfitter Five thousand. That, that's on the low end. I feel like for an elk, uh, yeah. and and took a shot, got blood, but didn't didn't recover it. Had to punch my tag. I spent when it's all said and done with an outfitter, you're probably gonna spend ten grand in Colorado, I would guess. And yeah. uh, you just yeah, spent you ten th- thousand dollars for nothing when yeah. you could have spent less money on your arrow setup and had a better chance at success than what you did with you know just buying what the guy in the pro shop tells you. And I would like to take, I want to take this other opportunity to encourage people to tell their pro shops what they're interested in because yeah. they, if they don't know, they'll never carry it. And right. there were two, two pro shops in my area that didn't carry victory until I was like, why are you guys not carrying victory? Their, their arrows are, really good carbon for what it is and you know for for its price i go okay we'll look into it and they then they start carrying it and i think i did i did the same with another one with black eagle i was like can you guys like can you guys carry black eagle like is that a thing and Mm -hmm. and they were like oh we'll look into it and then like two months later they they had some in the shop because they're it's it's really good carbon and i know Mm -hmm. from what i understand there's decent margin on it for dealers but uh you know these these guys will never know and that's why you know even though i i don't i don't think they'll ever do it anytime i go into a shop that carries victory i'm always like hey like you guys should get some grizzly stick arrows in here because victory makes them now and uh and they're like oh look into it and I, don't, I haven't seen any yet bro and you know they're they're steep and i get that but you know even just even asking the local pro shops hey can you at least in, in my area maybe things are different where you guys are at i don't know but in my area if you ask for a hundred grain brass insert they look at you like you've got three heads 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's what I was gonna go off on a tangent. Like my shops, the ones that I trust. Like there's one right down the road from my apartment, and then there's the other one that I go to all the time. And like I talk to the guys there a lot. And like you know, if I need something, I can't just go down the road and buy it usually. Like, right. No one carries a two fifty spine anything. Nowhere. And when you ask, nowhere when you ask for one, they're like, spine. why? Yeah, when you ask one, they're like, well, "Why, why, why would you need that?" Are you going like, to go well, hunt in Africa? That's the response yeah, like, I get every single right. time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like, well, no, I put, you know, three hundred grains up front, so I need a stiff spine. And they're like, mm-hmm. "Well, why do you need an arrow that heavy?" It's like it's not because I want it to go through whatever I shoot yeah, it at. Because I want to. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I do want to go back to the okay. cost thing, and that the other thing that people don't take into account is mental cost. Like. Mm-hmm you spend all this money on a hunt and then you fail. Like what are the odds that you're going to go do that again? Like it's an amazing experience to go hunting and even just see elk while you're out with a bow in your hand. Right. But if you get the opportunity to shoot one and it goes South in a hurry because you didn't spend the money where you should have, like you might not ever experience that again, or you might, you know, it might be a once in a lifetime hunt. And then you have to live with the fact that you squandered your opportunity Mm-hmm. and all that money and like i know that that's not something that i like to live with shit i missed four elk last year and i have to i'll live with that for the rest of my life not just you know this you know not just from last season to the next like i'll i replay that in my mind every day almost right mm-hmm. right man mental cost that's yeah that's deep. i mean for the extra literally well we just we just less money you can about. save money you can actually save money like the guys but, that are i mean if we're realistically looking at this like in the, the setups that you guys built specifically like if you want to go buy the house brand cabela's gt hunters or whatever they're at whatever they're called like right. the, the cheapo arrows you can yeah. still build a like an incredibly better setup than you can mm-hmm. with the cheapest arrows possible Mm-hmm. And and it's you know if you go as bare bones cheap as you can for a dozen arrows and uh, you know some like halfway halfway decent broadheads you're probably looking mm-hmm. still looking at two hundred bucks so like at least so spend yeah. spend an extra fifty bucks and and, and get get something better like you mm-hmm. you there's there's no excuse for it at this point the yeah. market has created we I, I don't say we as in us three but like we as in the market that has been seeking something good that's affordable has mm-hmm. has created this uh uh created the ability to build just a really good setup for mm-hmm. not much money so yeah sorry i oh, yeah, completely cut sure. you off no no i agree so yeah i was gonna say for another 50 bucks literally you can build <laughs> you can build a bomb proof setup yeah i mean it's there's no excuse yeah way better yeah. Anyway, did you did you finish your rant, Garrett, or did you have uh do you have anything else that you're trying to add? Uh no, I I think I covered it. I mean, just be careful who you're listening to, especially on Facebook or oh, whatever the hell. Yeah. Those guys that like the guys that have that'll drop, Oh, I've been doing this for fifty years. It's like very cool. I've been doing it for half as long, but No, twice probably, as much. Yeah, you know, <laughs> half as long but twice twice as much and I've probably built more arrows than you will in the rest of your life let alone the first 50 years of it so right. i don't know what and, experience you're trying to tout i don't get it right well that along with uh and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say exactly who it is uh but another 
another very reputable bow hunter and just incredible archer in general apparently i haven't i I don't know who it was or what the context was exactly but apparently this person was cracked on on another podcast for not harvesting many animals uh blaine i know i know i know what you're talking i i know blaine i know blaine knows what i'm talking about i don't know if garrett does but point point being and he came out with the status that you know basically said like yeah like i had like you know i've shot my fair share of animals but not you know i don't i don't have you know uh, 200 whitetails to my name like a lot of other guys do Mm -hmm. and but the fact of the matter is you know and something that i will i will never unless 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 i know they're in a very very uh uh, high opportunity area. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll never judge someone on how many animals they've, they've taken, uh, right. just because no, no one truly understands your hunting situation. Uh, right. and if somebody looked at, looked at my record for the last five years, they'd, they'd probably be like, what are, what, what in the hell are you doing trying to make right. a podcast telling people how to bow hunt? But the reality of the situation is I've been between you know, switching jobs back and forth and stuff like that and just trying to get my life in order and bow hunting took a backseat to it uh mm-hmm. i can i've i've hunted for 20 years like i can i can tell you some stuff and i can i can run circles around a lot of guys that have not literally because i'm out of shape but i can mm-hmm. run circles around <laughs> uh a lot of guys have been hunting two or three times longer than i have and i know i can because i listen to some of these guys talk and i'm like lord in heaven you don't know anything uh mm-hmm. so yeah i I will never, ever dog on someone for their quote-unquote kill count, uh, especially for the guys that try and tout that when they're just going to a, a farm to shoot livestock. Like, give me oh, a break. Right, yeah. Well, I right. also, I mean, nothing against all the whitetail guys, but I grew up hunting whitetail. One, they're not hard to kill. No. Two, I grew up in Ohio. It was a very target-rich environment. So right. if you also grew up in a place like that and you try to – be like well i've killed 200 whitetail it's like okay but have you ever tried to kill anything else or you just hunt whitetail and right right i mean i don't know about anybody else but i shot a lot of does because they were right in front of me yeah and i like i like venison so okay but they're not that hard to kill i mean it's not until i started to you know test myself when i moved to oregon and started hunting elk mule deer um antelope antelope hunt was the that's the hardest hunt i've ever been on as far as like trying to actually get close to them Mm -hmm. i've not done anything that hard and most people that have gotten that tag were not successful so yeah you know not to toot my own horn but i feel good about my hunting abilities just based on the fact that i can go do that and i'd never been there before like i went there Mm -hmm. the first weekend of the hunt and ended up getting in on some antelope like it took me until the very last day to get an opportunity but i got one and i Mm -hmm. made it count so right i don't you know yeah i can probably run circles around a lot of guys that i mean for whitetail hunting too it's like okay yeah the biggest buck i've ever shot was like 120 something inches but that was just because i was cold and it was in front of me and then i moved to oregon the next year so yeah it doesn't right size there's, nor... ex- there's experience and then there's like i don't know mm-hmm. there's experience and then there's experience that actually counts or something can show what yeah can show what kind of a hunter you are and like if you are good at it right mm-hmm. yep yeah. couldn't uh couldn't agree more um yeah do we uh 
kind of just cracking past that hour mark a little bit now. Uh, we have uh, have anything else? Should you get your whole rant out, Garrett? I think so. Okay. Oh, there, will, there will be more. Don't oh, worry. Oh, no, <laughs> believe me. I'm, there's a couple brewing this this week that I'm I'm sure we'll we'll have in the next podcast, give or take. Yeah. But um, yeah, we're, yeah, that's recording. What supposedly recording tomorrow too? Yeah, yeah, recording tomorrow with the guest I'm really pumped about having on. Won't say who it is yet to tease it. Tune in next week for. Oh, by the way, okay. So if you're still listening, then you're dedicated. So heads up if you're if you got your headphones on, listen, listen up. Uh, I think we're gonna begin weekly Friday releases starting with this episode. So this this episode will be released on a Friday, and then it's going to be weekly every Friday from there on out. So, uh, yeah, just be looking for that. I guess uh, you know. We'll, we'll continue to engage in social media uh, throughout the week, but actual releases on episodes, I think we're going to do on Fridays because you should always start off your weekend with a little uh, lethal podcast, if I say so mm-hmm. myself. Um, some more some more news right before we cut out. Yeah. For the real dedicated folks, um, I think we'll keep this quiet to the podcast listeners at first. Uh, I just ordered some stickers with our logo on them. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll determine a price later, but it'll be reasonable. Yeah, Actually, we'll just we'll just go ahead and say the price. It's they'll be three bucks a pop. Um, but when I get them, we'll post it up on the Lethal Podcast Facebook page and the the Instagram, all the social medias, and then we'll probably just do uh like Venmo payment or something, um, PayPal, yeah, something, yeah, something Venmo payment paypal friends and family or whatever the hell well you guys can find us so it's not like we're gonna screw you out of your money yeah Um, hey if you want to donate a little bit uh a little bit more for the cause just so we can uh uh, do some more testing and stuff for you guys i think we're gonna have like a donor section on our website uh whenever whenever i get the chance to build that thing i'm almost at this project that i'm currently on is almost done so as soon as this project for work that i'm on wraps up I will build the website. It's just been, I have 11 to like one in the morning calls with mid with uh, India every night. And that's just been killing me. So, uh, all the time that I want to spend building, uh, building a website, I have to try and catch up on sleep from not sleeping from until like one thirty two in the morning, uh, every night. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're gonna do those. They're going to be a couple bucks. Uh, and, yeah, we're real, I'm I'm excited about that. Should we Me should too. we take should we take right now to kind of well so the stickers don't have our name on them, correct? Uh, do we want to take right now to like kind of ex- explain? I mean, well, not why because you actually did it on accident, but then it worked out. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, why it's not the sticker isn't so much for the podcast as it is the movement, or do we want to make like a Facebook um, post about that? We, yeah, we can do that later. Okay, yeah, that's but, fair. Yeah. As far as stickers go, um, I ordered 150 of them for now. So if you're listening and you definitely want one, either reach out to me, Matt, or Blaine on Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram or whatever whatever you use. Um, message the page, whatever. Yeah, or message yeah message the Lethal. Actually, yeah, just do that. Just message the Lethal Podcast page, and we'll tally you down for one so they're already allotted when they come in. Yep. So you don't miss out on it. Yeah. Can I buy one? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. We'll oh, okay. <laughs> I, I have to. I have to make it into the premium donor section to yeah. To, yeah. to get one. Okay, that's fair. You gotta be. Uh, gotta be nicer to me. <laughs> <laughs> so just relentlessly like grinding you all day on on Facebook Messenger. Garrett, why aren't you answering like, me? I feel like I'm the worst about that. Honestly. No, I think I think endless, I'm the worst. I sit at a desk. shit talking. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, you are. You are the worst about that. That's for sure. That's for sure. Most definitely. It's all good though. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else? No, I definitely got to get going. So okay. I can Blaine, yeah. work out for an hour. I kind of do too. Well, fine. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for uh, listening in for another episode. Uh, if you haven't already, please feel free to. Uh, you know, all that stuff I was making fun of at the beginning. I am serious about that. Uh, like, you know, like our page, uh, you know, subscribe to us on whatever. If you, uh, one thing, if you guys could leave us a review on your podcast of choice, that would be so dope, uh, because that really helps us out with the analytics. So, uh, yeah, super, super helpful. And if you hate us, then please don't leave a review. Uh, um, uh, um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, check us out, like us. Stay, uh, stay in tune with us, and uh, talk to you guys next week. So until next time, stay lethal.